Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Welcome to another edition of the Proper Lookout Podcast. It's Helen Huang and Hamira Hadiri from the Statutory Insurance Group. Hi, Hamira. Hi, everyone. At today's podcast, we will be discussing what is National Disability Insurance Scheme, who is the scheme available to, why do we need the NDIS scheme. So, Helen, tell us what is NDIS? NDIS is an acronym short for the National Disability Insurance Scheme. It is governed by federal legislation, so under the National Disability Insurance Scheme Act 2013. It's a Commonwealth legislation. The Act allows for the making of the rules and regulations. And the purpose or what NDIS is, is it provides reasonable and necessary support to people with a disability around Australia who meet the defined eligibility criteria. The NDIS came into effect or it rolled out on the 1st of July 2013 and as of 2019 it's been fully implemented across Australia. The National Disability Insurance Agency is the independent statutory agency which has been set up to manage the scheme. Would you say it is similar to, say, Centrelink or Medicare? I would say it is similar in some respects because Medicare and Centrelink are both federal. Um, NDIS is federal as well. Centrelink and Medicare have been around for a long time. NDIS has been around for a short period of time. NDIS is more focused on providing support services to people with disabilities. So that's where it is a niche in comparison to Medicare and Centrelink. Who is the scheme available to? I know you said that it's to support disability. So a short version is... The scheme is available to Australian citizens or holders of certain visas aged 65 or less when they first apply to enter the scheme and who have a permanent impairment that significantly affects their ability to take part in everyday activities or who have a developmental delay. As mentioned earlier, The scheme is available to people who meet the defined eligibility criteria and obviously once they satisfy that criteria, then they are eligible to payments and support from NDIS. What kind of support NDIS provides to a disabled person? That's a good question. So the intention of the National Disability Insurance Agency, which is the agency that's set up to manage the scheme, their intention is to fund reasonable and necessary support, 
including early intervention for participants, the type of support that can be funded, include mobility equipment, uh, vehicle modifications, help with household tasks, so that's domestic assistance, transport assistance, therapeutic support, and workplace assistance. And obviously, with that in mind, Section 34 of the Act sets out what relevant factors are need to be considered in order to determine whether that support is reasonable and necessary. The obvious question, I guess, is why do we need this scheme if we have, say, Centrelink and Medicare, which do provide some sort of a compensation to a disabled person or an injured person in our cases? That's a good question as well. So the reason for NDIS, the Act, and NDIA, the agency, is that people with disability have the same right as other Australians to decide their best interests and have choice and control over their lives. So the NDIS recognises that everyone's needs and goals are different. So the real reason is that NDIS provides people with individualised support and flexibility to manage their life and achieve their goals. So it's very individualised as opposed to Medicare and Centrelink. NDIS and NDIA will work with the individual to determine what assistance and treatment they need specifically tailored to that individual. Thanks for that, Helen. Another question is what happens if injured person receives compensation payments? Is there any specific rule that would apply in those circumstances? So there are specific rules for participants who are eligible to receive benefits under NDIS, usually what happens is someone may be on NDIS payments either before or after a motor vehicle accident. That's obviously where we are going with this podcast there are specific rules for people who have made a claim in respect to personal injuries sustained in a motor vehicle accident or a workers' compensation claim or under a medical negligence claim or under a public liability claim. When a participant of the scheme receives compensation from the insurer that they've pursued the claim against, the participant is required to repay the NDIA the amount that the authority has paid out in relation to the compensable injury. And Section 106 and Section 107 of the Act deals with that. And that is basically where we 
lead off into the second part of the podcast. Obviously, there are impacts and consequences to the insurer. NDIS is a very new scheme. There isn't any hard or fast rules on how NDIS can seek recovery. There are parts in the legislation that deals with this. And in the next podcast, Hamira and I will delve deeper into how NDIS can recover compensation from payers and insurers in respect to compensation that's been paid in a car accident or workers' compensation claim. Thanks, everyone. That's all. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed the first part of this episode and stay tuned for the second part. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.